The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. It is June 30th, and this is the 36th episode of Deep in the Heart of Hockey. Woo! Yeah, it's been a long time. A while. It's been a busy <laughs> summer. Anyway, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. <laughs> and this is our podcast. Woo! <laughs> that was really so, well rehearsed. For I not know. Rehearsed but we all. even had the same note. It was uh, great. There was like harmony on that. Yeah. Woo. Man, we're like we clearly we're out of the professional pod. woo girls. Professional woo girls. We're out of shape podcasting at this we point. We really are. The <laughs> good news is there's a shit ton to talk about. <laughs> Considering that our like our the name of our, our like our tagline is star stats and shenanigans. I feel like this entire podcast is only shenanigans. Only shenanigans <laughs> this time. Way only shenanigans. I honestly so like one of the deals with us not being able to record this podcast for a while is I've actually canceled on Carolyn twice for for doing this podcast, and we both canceled on each other one time. Yeah. Um. But then we were supposed to do it last week, and I'm I'm moving. I'm still in the process. I've been in the process of moving for two months now, so I'm still moving. Um. And then on Tuesday, we were supposed to do it, and instead I got to see my sister's baby yawn while it's still in her stomach, which, let me tell you, is both terrifying and really cool. (laughs) Like, oh my god, there's something alive in you! Oh, it's supposed to be, that's fine. (laughs) Like, it's just gonna eat its way out? How does... How do bodies work? It's like a scene from Aliens, except at the end, it's actually supposed to be like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's happy. <laughs> Yay. Like, so anyway, today I was actually telling Carolyn I was re- no yesterday I was telling Carolyn I was really happy that we hadn't done the podcast <laughs> on Tuesday because you could you imagine doing a podcast, putting it up, and then having fucking yesterday happen. <laughs> Well, it was actually kind of hilarious because apparently Craig Custance actually did record his podcast and then put it on the web literally 20 minutes before everything went down. Did he delete it? (laughs) He was like, no, but you can (laughs) make fun of me now. Bless his heart. So I guess to recap for anybody that missed it. Yes, yeah, the, the 20 minutes yesterday. If you were not on the internet at all yesterday and have no friends on Twitter. I mean, or like, if I had a couple of friends who like literally were sleeping I, when all of this went down. I, like, it, it was a 20 it was minute funny, span. It was funny watching people come back to the internet. It was it was kind of like that scene from Community where Troy walks in with the pizza and like, <laughs> the entire apartment is on fire. That's literally what Twitter was like yesterday. Yes. I was there for the whole thing, but I was watching these people come back to Twitter like, I was in a fucking meeting! What just happened? <laughs> I was in the bathroom! You know, like, all the, like, various random shit that was, like, that was happening to them. And they were all coming back like, tell me what the hell just happened! Okay, so in reverse Sorry, order... yes. In reverse order of fuckery, Stephen Stamkos signed his eight-year extension with Tampa Bay... And that is actually the least interesting thing that happened yesterday. It is, yeah, that is the that is the one that you're like, okay, well, we kind of expected it to go that way. We, we did not really expect him to go to to Toronto. Toronto, that's God, so ridiculous. They can step off. <laughs> I like literally. I was like so tired of Toronto being Toronto. I there. They are next level right now. Like, I mean, I was there. I was tired of their bitching and their moaning when they were just bad. But now that they think they can be good again, they're so much worse. I really like. I did not notice that this has a label that says contains alcohol. <laughs> like, thanks, I guess. Well, because they don't I know. want like kids to drink it. No, true. It's just it's funny. Like, or like parents, I guess, to give it to their kids since kids can't buy it. It says hard cherry cola on it. You would think. Mm. Mm. Anyway, uh, so like, Stamco signed that. That was yes. a thing. It happened. Not unusual. Slightly low dollar amount than a lot of us expected. I had him probably going for closer to ten, but not unusual thing to happen. No, no, at all. Right before that, <laughs> the second most crazy thing that happened yesterday, and I, you might disagree with me in this order, but I'm going with. Hall got traded. No, I don't. I absolutely disagree with that. The, you disagree with the order. I disagree with your order. 
Okay, well, so you can decide your own order, listeners, but I don't think Hall getting traded for Adam Larson, I think it is a worse trade. I don't think it's a, I was going in order of what the fuckery. So. Uh, no, I still don't agree. I'm not that surprised that Taylor Hall got traded, which is why I put it in at number two. I, so Taylor Hall was, when they were talking about trading the core, Taylor Hall was never the one they were talking about. Taylor Hall's name has been in rumors for years. Him actually getting moved is not. No, that Jordan Eberle and RNH have been in rumors. Taylor Hall has not. Taylor Hall has definitely been in. All rumors. right. Well, we're reading different rumors because I, I I did not expect. I expected literally everybody else on the roster to get moved before Taylor Hall was, was moved because you don't trade your fucking best player on your team unless you're Peter Chiarelli. Unless, unless, or, or, or whoever is in charge over in, or whoever was in charge when Phil Kessel was traded from the Leafs. Which was also. Oh, from the Leafs, you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually is the guys that are currently in charge. Oh, so Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. I, Lamarillo, I don't think, was on board at that point, though he's technically their GM right now. Yeah. But it is the Shanahan plan. Yeah. Um. The Shanahan plan. The Shanahan plan. Uh, or anyway, or I'm somebody okay. So it. sorry. First order of fuckery in Carolyn's world. Second order of fuckery in mine. PK Subban got traded in a one for one for Shea Weber, whose name only has one B. In case you're wondering, even though that technically really shouldn't be pronounced Weber, and even though I continually spell it with two B's <laughs> because one, I don't give a shit, and two, I can never remember which is correct. And you know what? Thinking about it, with the way Suban is pronounced, you don't really need the second B in Suban. No. You could just use S-U and then ban. Right. But no. Weber I know, because you no continually B. say, you when we first started podcasting, you said Subban a lot. Yeah, because that's what it looks like. It's I know. supposed to be like. I don't disagree. <sighs> anyway. So wait, how would you say Weber? It'd be Weber. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what it looks like phonetically, right? Like, that's phonetically what it looks like. <laughs> Kessler with one S is weird too. <laughs> Kessler, really. <Shoe-ober. laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this, I mean, this all went down literally in the span of 20 minutes, though. Yeah, that was the big thing. Like, well, no, because the two trades happened within 20 minutes. Stamkos happened after, so there wasn't the, a total of 20 minutes. It, it was Stamkos happened while the web while the Weber Subban trade was was breaking. Yeah, it really did because I know for a fact because I had to start writing the news piece on Stamkos because Cat was already writing a news piece on the Weber Subban trade. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so like within within at least 30 minutes, like as a minimum time frame. All three things happened. It was crazy. And, like, I don't know. I... So, one of our questions is, please explain the last 28 hours. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, Well, Peter Chiarelli obviously does not need to be in charge of a paper bag, let alone a fucking team. (laughs) Like... He is now the like he is going to go down in history as a worse GM than Mike fucking Milberry. <laughs> like, can you fucking imagine? You you thought you had a standard for shitty GM, and then you get Peter Chiarelli, who not only trades Tyler Sagan to to Dallas for a fucking wink and a prayer, and now he's traded Taylor Hall in a one for one trade for a second pairing defenseman. Okay, yes, I agree. And I will say that, that Adam Larson is a second pairing defenseman and I will I will stand by that because I've said it many, many times now. I looked at I actually went to HockeyViz, thank you Micah, and looked at all of like all of his little charts for I was I was really horrified by what we got in we I'm not even Fuck the Oilers forever now. <laughs> I'm like I I what the Oilers got in return for Taylor Hall for the number three left winger in the entire NHL. What they got in return for him is absolute banana pants. I cannot believe what they have done. So Adam Larson, for most of you who are probably not familiar with him, which is who, who would be familiar with him? He's a nothing player on the Devils. Was a nothing player on the now Devils. Now he's a <laughs> fucking nothing player on the Oilers. He was the Devils' best defenseman. I will say that. Well, yeah, but who is this competition? (laughs) That is the problem with that statement. (laughs) Who is this 
competition going to be in the Oilers? Like, it's not... Oh, I think, yeah, so he's probably going to be a first-pair defenseman on the Oilers. <laughs> who have no, probably. They've already said he's going to be a first-pair defenseman on the Oilers. Who have an excellent track record of determining who should be on their first pair. Who have an excellent record of systems in general. Yes. So, here's the thing about Adam Larson. If you look at his numbers from uh, New Jersey... He, his career high in points, and this includes secondary assists, so giving him very generous points, is 24. He's been in the NHL for five seasons. Has he ever played 82 games in a season? Yes, last year. (laughs) And he hit 18 points. Oh my god. So, oh shit, I'm crackers. Um, And he played almost, he played almost the full season in the, um... In the lockout year, too. I think he was... Well, that hardly counts. Yeah. No, but... um, I might be wrong about that, actually. Uh, He... So, anyway. So, he's... In New Jersey, everybody knows New Jersey scored nothing, right? So, everybody's like, well, we can give him a pass because he was on New Jersey. I'm like, yeah, but they had two guys who scored 30 goals, and they played big minutes, and he played big minutes, so, like, they were on the ice together. Yeah. Like... No. The problem is... I give him no passes. I I don't either. Uh, The problem is that... He was used, he played first pairing minutes, but only was ever used in the defensive zone. And what people are saying is that he's really good at zone exit and zone passing, like to exit the zone, which is fine and good and a good skill for a defenseman to have. But if you can't translate your passing skills out of the zone into anything useful in the offensive zone then how really how good are you and i had another devil's friend actually tell me well he is actually quite a good passer blah 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 but he doesn't isn't any good in the offensive zone because he's too slow to get there okay so last year was actually his first year spent entirely in the nhl this past season the other seasons he's been down in the ahl for Part of the time, at least. And. But I, I, I knew last year was the only one he played 82 games. That's all. Yeah. No, that is the only one he's played 82 games. And the lockout shortened season, he played 37 of 40. I thought it was 42, but I think it's 48. I think it's 48. Yeah. So that's why I retracted that statement. Yeah. I think it was 48. If it was 42, I was comfortable, but I'm pretty sure it's 48. Anyway. Um, so yeah. the point is, they traded Taylor Hall. For, for a shit. Guy, for a guy I really would. <laughs> Who is a useful second pairing defenseman, but probably shouldn't be used on the top but pairing. But not worth Taylor Hall is the point. No, that is the that is the biggest deal. The point is he's not worth what they got in return. Not at all. Not I mean, all. the Devils are fucking laughing their way to the bank on this because oh, entirely. Yeah, I don't know who's I, I don't know enough about the Devils to know who he's going to be playing with, except that he's going to be playing with his old like his juniors probably, buddy. He's probably going to be on the top line with Henrik. Um, yeah, so he'll be playing with his old juniors buddy. I think it's um he and Adam Henrik were Camillary. I think is their center, but I don't know. Cause he was also out for like half the year. Yeah, he had injury because he he was on one of my yeah no he was he, he had a, like a major knee injury yeah. or something like that and was only out for, was out for half a year. But he actually was really good for the half of the year that he was in because yeah. he, he was almost on like a point per game pace for like he, yeah no. I, the, he was on, like I said, he was on one of my fantasy teams, and he was yeah. doing really, really, really well for me until he wasn't. <laughs> until he died. Until he died. Temporarily, temporary Temporary death. death. So, yeah, okay, so let's talk about P.K. Subban then. So, okay, but no, uh, I think we should probably end up with our follow-up question. If we're done with the Oilers, we need to end on our, our last question about, about the Oilers. What's our last question about the Oilers? On a scale oh. of 1 to 10, how drunk was Chiarelli? But these amps go to 11. <laughs> I'm, I'm going on a scale of one to tequila. <laughs> I'm going on a scale of, of one to moonshine. Like, I mean, like, he's blinded. Like, he, he tried the Trudy's challenge. Like, he and failed. And then made a trade. Honestly, like, how much... Who's, who's the GM in the, for the Devils right now? Ray Shiro. Oh, God. That's right. How much is Ray Shiro laughing his way to the bank on this one? Oh, so much. So I forgot much. Ray Shiro was in, was in... Oh, yeah. They move around so much. Anyway, yeah. Ray yeah, Sh- your average tenure for a GM is something like three years. There was this really, really great tweet where... Uh, it was like Shiro and, and um, 
Shirelli talking, and it was like, Shia says, well, I want Larson. And so Shiro goes, well, I want Hall. (laughs) And so so then Shirelli goes, let me think about it. And then Shiro mutes it and goes, guys, he's serious! (laughs) It was so so good. So good, because that's exactly what happened! That's exactly what happened. Well, so the other thing about it is I was reading 30 Thoughts today, because I actually had time to read something other than my own site. And... Like, one of the first parts about it is talking about the Taylor Hall trade and why didn't he get more for Taylor Hall? Why didn't he get more for Taylor Hall? And honestly, it sounds like Chirelli's been fixated on Larson. And, like, they said, yeah, they called around for a lot of young defensemen, but it apparently they, like, tried to, like, see if they could get Larson for weeks now. They've been going after Larson. And so, really, honestly, what I think happened was that Chirelli got fixated on this one young player instead of really doing his due diligence and exploring his options. What a dumbass. And because he wanted Larson so much, he traded Taylor Hall for it. That is the stupidest reason ever. Well, I mean, he traded Tyler Sagan for and Taylor Hall issues. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think his reasoning is particularly sound when he does most things. It doesn't really seem that way, does it? Mm-mm. And now let's talk about P.K. Subban! And okay, so this is my what the fuckery for it. Because I would have never guessed that Nashville would have traded Shea Weber. And never would have guessed I would have. He's got ten years left on his contract. Which if he retires, they will get hit with almost the entire part of it. Because they traded him, too. True. Like, so they, 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 that doesn't save them really too much because PK Subban's amount is almost the same. You said Subban again. I said Subban. Whatever. It should be a soft day at the end. Um. And it, the 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 money going back and forth is actually in cap hit terms as long as they're both playing almost the same. Uh. But Subban's just such a better overall defenseman. Well, that's why I think they went for it. Well, obviously. I mean, but I'm saying, like, it doesn't surprise me that... it. What surprises me is that Montreal was stupid enough to send P.K. Subban away. It does not surprise me that Nashville was like, fuck yeah, alright. You want Shea Weber? That's fine. (laughs) I actually am not as surprised about that, because I had heard at the trade deadline they were no, I'm taking my, calls for two. Uh, and I and I understand that, and that they've been talking about it for like a season now. Yeah, but like, I, so I'm not. I'm still more surprised that they actually went through with that than I am that Nashville traded Shea Weber. I can see that. I don't know. For me, it's just kind of like a kind of super out of left field trade, because. But the here's my thing is is why I can kind of believe the front office did it, and not that I agree with any of this, but. It's A, very, very clear. They've never really appreciated who Subban was, both on ice and off. Mm-hmm. It's been, from the get-go, clear that they're not comfortable with him. Right. And most of that is very likely racially motivated, at least off ice. And then on ice... It certainly sounds like it. Yeah. And, and on ice, he's an offensive defenseman. And there's a lot of people, especially Michelle Therrien, who are not comfortable with that. Because offensive defensemen take risks. Mm-hmm. And there are so many coaches and a lot of GMs who feel the same way. That they're, they came from like the shutdown defenseman era of hockey. That this new puck-moving, slick kind of play that's all about getting out of the zone quickly and maybe taking the extra risk to get the extra goal versus staying safe and prevent any goals is very new and different and scary. Which is why no one's doing the stars model right now. Not yet. <laughs> <coughs> well, we have to win a cup first. We have to win a cup first. And and frankly, Pittsburgh was very similar. Very similar. Because they, fast hockey, riskier hockey, zone exit hockey, not stay clustered around your goalie's cage. Sure. And I, I understand. I, I do understand all of that. I'm still... Yeah. But the other part of it... It's just dumb. No, oh, no, entirely. Yeah. No, 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 don't get me wrong. This is I disagree with everything that I am saying. No, I know. But I know. the other thing about it is the hockey world has such a inflated perception of Shea Weber 
current. Yeah. Because his 26, 27 year old self was so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can tell. And that's what made this trade happen, is they were like, holy fuck, we're getting Shea Weber. You're getting 30-year-old Shea Weber. You're not getting 26, 27-year-old Shea Weber. And that's His really... best years are already behind him. Oh, entirely. And you can kind of tell, too. Like, he's... Uh, Yossi was doing a lot of the legwork on the Nashville defense. And it's not to say... And I actually like Shea Weber a lot more than a lot of the analytics-minded crowd do. Because he does a lot of little things very well. He's pretty good at preventing entries. Preventing zone entries. Which is not something that you can get with your normal play-by-play data. But people who have tracked it have noticed this is a really good... Uh, he's really good in the neutral zone. He has a good tight gap. Can prevent a lot of stuff from ever forming. But he's not very good at getting the puck going the other way anymore. Which is the other part of it. He's good at preventing... And the other thing about it is a lot of a lot of people only compare him to the Nashville defense, which their entire system is to prevent shots against. Mm-hmm. So if you've got more shots against when you're facing tougher competition, which you typically do if you're Shea Weber, that's gonna happen. Like you're gonna you're gonna face Jamie Benn all night, you're not facing Cody Eakin all night. You know what I mean? Unless Tyler Sagan gets injured again. And then you're facing both of them. <laughs> then you're facing both of them. But the point is, you know, you're 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 not facing Vern Fiddler, right? It's not Shea Weber going up against Vern Fiddler. So versus Ryan Ellis, who's going up against Vern Fiddler. So Ryan Ellis looks amazing, and Shea Weber looks a little bit tougher. But he's also tout. You know, he's also not as good as he used to be. And so anyway, so that's why this trade happened is because they undervalue PK Subban as a person. And then they overvalued Shea Weber, and they're like, holy fuck, we won this trade. And everybody else is like, what are you on? And that's just what went down. I still think Taylor House was crazier. Uh, you know. Higher in the what the fuckery. I, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're just so, bo- that entire. Both, both of them are stupid. They're so stupid. But I mean, like, it's kind of like, which one is more rotten? Right? <laughs> this apple or this orange? I don't know. <laughs> and now the abs might trade somebody too, so I'm just waiting to see. To the Oilers! There's rumor that they're talking to the Oilers! Oh my god. I just, so I just. stupid. It's like, who can make the worst trade before free agency starts? Uh, I don't think there's any competition at this point in time. <laughs> Like, well, it's it's whether or not you think the P.K. Subban or the Taylor Altrade is stupider. What can the Avs do? I feel like they're a dark horse. I don't feel like you can do something stupider than those two, because I don't think, like, unless you trade Matt Duchesne for a literal bag of pucks and not just, like, the metaphorical bag of pucks, I really don't feel like you can get stupider than this. Ugh. I mean, I kind of hope somebody does. Just because it Team would, Chaos? It would make my life interesting as long as it's not the stars. Or as long as we're on the other side of that trade. I'll take another Patrick Sharp trade any day. Uh, we have oh, Cody. <laughs> okay. Give us our NH. Okay. <laughs> He's a defensive center. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. So tomorrow, which you all may have heard, is going to be the start of free agency at noon Eastern. So get your shots lined up for every bad contract signed. Uh, I've got to be at work. Take flask. Um, We're actually going to be at noon tomorrow. Well, noon my time tomorrow. And probably still around one tomorrow. We're going to be doing our 4th of July picnic at work. Take a flask. <laughs> so I don't even know that I'll hear about these unless somebody asks me. Uh, I will let you know if anything mm. bad happens. And let me know when L- Milan Lucic signs his star's contract. God. Uh, so her her question, her topic here is where will... Oh, Mil- wait, wait, wait. We missed a question from Jess. Oh, okay. I would like Marin's strategy for cheering Taylor Hall but not rooting for the Devils. What is your strategy for cheering for Taylor Hall and not rooting for the Devils? A lot of beer and crying. <laughs> Like, pretty much how I cheered for Sam Gagne on the Flyers. That was actually a whole shit ton worse than Taylor Hall and the Devils for me. That's true. The Devils are a fairly neutral party. I know, yeah. I don't, like, I don't love the Devils, and 
I don't hate the Devils. They're just there. Like, I don't really care about them. I think the Devils are going to be a very, very different team next year in the first place. Like, I like, even without this trade oh, going down. I was about down, to say, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, without this trade going down, like, I feel, honestly, I feel like the Devils played the way they did this year because they couldn't help but play this way. Like, if they were to win any games, it was like, okay. So, Corey Schneider is going to be able to have to... He, he only has a certain number of saves in him, which means we can't go above a certain number of shots against, you know? So they played this this very awful shutdown style because they had no chance of winning otherwise. Like, there, there's... Honestly, the only games I watched them play were the games they played against the Stars. Yeah. I don't... I don't really... So there's actual research out there that shows good teams are able to win games that have high scores. They, like... Uh, a fast pace suits a talented roster better. A la the Stars. A la the Stars, a la the Penguins, you know, fast teams. So Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Because the thing about a fast-paced game is even if you get down by one or two goals, you have the talent to generally go up, you know, another one or two goals. Sure. Whereas a bad team has to make the most of their opportunities. So whenever they get a single goal, they turtle hard because they can't they're probably not going to score another goal. So they slow the pace down as much as possible to prevent anybody from scoring on them because they're probably not going to be able to make up any def- deficits. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you see with teams like the Devils, who had very little talent on their roster last year. Overall, there were a couple, one or two standout guys, but that was it. Anyway, where would Milan Lucic do the least slash most amount of damage? <laughs> That is how I put that. That is correct. Uh, you mean I damage, like, like in the stars' view, or the least amount of damage? Put him in the to east. a team. To, to a team. You know, the least amount of damage he could do, honestly, is probably a team like the Devils or somebody who has a really, really big cap hit, like the Coyotes. Somebody who who can absorb, absorb his, his his what he hit. wants for his cap hit. And and frankly. Uh, the Coyotes don't have really a top line yet. Like, they have the Youngins, but they haven't really... They haven't played that much. Do you much. think he's a top six player? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, his production is good. Okay. His production is good. He's probably, on most teams, a second liner, possibly a first. You know, he's a winger. He can move up and down a little bit if he needs to. And um, But the thing is, he also hasn't played in systems that really generate a whole lot. Like, the Kings don't. They're, they're a little bit more defensive, too. They prefer a slower pace. And the Bruins, too. A little bit, you know, heavier, a little bit slower paced. Um, so, yeah, he can definitely still play top six. I mean, his production is not bad. It's nothing to sneeze at. The problem with Milan Lucic is that his production is what you would expect from what he's already being paid. So that his next contract, if he gets a raise, he's making too much money. Right. And he's... A physical forward and they age poorly and whatever contract he's gonna get is probably gonna be like six to seven years and it's just gonna be bad plus he's a dick plus he's a dick so where he would do the least amount of damage to a team is somebody who has a lot of cap to spend and a need for another top six forward and a need for another top six forward that is not the stars that is not the stars don't even fucking think about it. Yeah, I don't understand. I, somebody asked Mike Heike about it, and Mike Heike said, yes, they are interested in him. It wasn't just, like, a kick in the tires kind of thing. They're well, actually interested in him. Gallardi is from Vancouver, and so is Lucic. Yeah, but Vancouver hates Lucic. Because he was on the Bruins when they won the Stanley Cup. Right. But that's the only reason Vancouver I was. understand, but... But no, but, like, Tom Gallardi didn't give a shit. He's rich. Like, he was going to own a hockey team. He doesn't care. He actually, I think he bought the Stars in, like, 2012. So, like, he was already over it by then. That was just the next year. I know. That's what I'm saying. He was already over it. Like, bye-bye. We've moved on. He doesn't care about it. Maybe. So, yeah. But, I, I mean, Haga also said, and please, dear God, let him be correct, that he thinks that it was ended up being a... A no-go because of the money. Yeah. Yeah, because he wants so, too much. I, and, and frankly, I don't see the point. I don't. I really don't see... Especially with us having to sign Jamie Benn and then us having to sign Taylor, uh, Tyler. 
in the next couple of years too. And they're both going to make Steven Stamkos money. So mm-hmm. I really can't see us bringing on another six to seven million Mm-mm. guy like Lucic for Mm-mm. six to seven years. Mm-mm. So. No thanks. No thank you. No thank you at all. Uh, qualifying offers to Alexiak and Nichushkin. How do we feel about these? I don't understand. I mean, they're. I guess they're just not ready to give up on Alexiak. Yeah. Well, the other thing, though, is that a qualifying offer doesn't really... It just means you retain his rights. Right. I could honestly... I could see Alexiak being a sign-and-trade. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. I just don't under... I just don't... I don't... I don't... I Like, I feel like we're wasting time with Alexiak. We're just spinning the wheels. He's not going to develop into anything that's going to be useful for us. I agree. But I, and I think the other thing, though, is that they are clearly doing a good job differentiating, like, who has a future in the organization... And who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Because they did trade Jack Campbell. They did. Thank God, finally. Right? Um, and so it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, if they don't see a future... That was actually one of my letters. I know. I brought it back. I brought yeah. it back because I missed it earlier. That's cool. Bye-bye, Jack Campbell. Gone to the Kings. Yeah. I felt... <laughs> after. I mean, it was a nothing trade because the guy we got back is basically an AHLer yeah. at the moment. He hasn't really shown a lot of promise. But our AHL defense has obviously been kind of decimated because we'll be more than likely bringing up Lindell next year. And who the hell do we have in the AHL now? Honka. We have Honka. And then that's about in Backstrom. Backum. Backman. Backman. Yeah, I said Backstrom. You did. Uh, I knew it started with back, and I couldn't remember. Backman. That's what it is. This is who we... I can't remember his name. You know, he's, that's who I we have, have his be. jersey. Well, you can remember his name. That's because it's on my jersey. Uh, I didn't... I bought it because he was the cheapest one. I know. But it was a cool jersey. It's a cool... That's why I bought it, because it was a fucking awesome jersey. Uh, it was a Star Wars jersey, in case you forgot. Uh, Along at home. And I do think Natushkin, uh I think... If we can keep Nijushkin playing like he was playing at the end of the year. Yeah, he had a kind of nothing season, but he would, like he really ranted up towards the end of the season. And in the playoffs, he was pretty... I yeah. liked his... Uh, yeah. And I think with him, he's it's really more of a confidence issue. Because like what it really was, or what it seemed like to me, is that he just was very tentative anytime he had the puck. He didn't want to make a decision with it. And by the end of the year, he was a lot more aggressive when he had the puck and when he didn't. And he was able to actually, like, use the fact that he's a larger person mm-hmm. to knock other people he's off. He's huge. He's, he's, like, he's probably even still growing. Because I think he was 6'4 last year. Yeah. I mean, he's a big guy. Dude, dudes grow into well into their 20s. So, yeah. yeah. And he's still only 21. So, I don't see any reason why no. we wouldn't keep Nachushkin around. So, but that means that we say goodbye to Russell, Demers, Eves, and Fiddler. I know. And Sevier. And Sevier. Oh, I forgot about Sevier. Yeah, I'm a little sad about that one. I'm a little bit sad about both uh, Eves and Sevier. I'm sad about Eves and Sevier, too. But we get Mackenzie and we get Richie. And we're going to... They are bottom six players. So yeah. we're going to fill in on that role. And Richie will probably take Eves' a spot on one of the power play units. And I feel like we're okay. I wouldn't object to... I, I really, honestly, I wouldn't object to a trade with one of the goalies that involved some bottom six pieces as opposed to, like, a really great prospect or anything like that. Like, you know how people are always like, well, I want the best guy in your prospect system. I'm like, well, I honestly, I just need to just let's get some padding in the bottom yeah. six there. Right. <laughs> like, Another Sean Horgoff signing, like, please. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like, we'll take your nothing, dude. Like, yeah. Really what I want, honestly, is I want to send, like, Niemi and Alexiak to, uh, to the Lightning for Ben Bishop and JT Brown. <laughs> That'd be fine. Because I'm like, I'm like all obsessed with JT Brown as like one of the best bottom six players out there. And he's so cheap. Yeah. And he's really actually quite good at shot suppression. And, and you know, I mean, his points are nothing to look at, but I don't need him uh, to make, put up. No. Neither the Lightning nor the Stars need him to put up. No. Gr- no. But shot suppression on that line would be great. Yeah. Also, I mean, Ben Bishop would be fucking great. Right? Like, I mean, it's a fantasy trade. It's never gonna happen. But if you're thinking about it, Stevie, Stevie Y, just float it out there. See what hits. I mean, Jim Mill is definitely thinking about it. Jim, I am, I'm also sad to see Demers go. I'm sad to see Demers go. I'm really sad to see Demers go. And Jordy Ben is sad to see Demers go, because Jordy Ben is staying. And Demers is not. I know. 
I he's think lost that, his drift partner. The problem, really, with Damaris is that he was good enough to be a second pairing guy, but we have a really solid second pair. Yeah. And we don't really need him. We don't really need him. And he, he I mean, he's young, too. He's like 27, 28. And so it's like, okay, you might as well go get paid. And I have to respect it, even if I don't like it. Yeah. Where do you think he ends up? He was touring the facilities at the new Rogers place. I know. Well, they... So, I... Before yesterday, I would have said that's a pretty good bet. Yeah. But they just traded for another right-handed defenseman. Yep. That is one thing that Adam Larson is, is he is a right-handed defenseman. No one can dispute that. And see, they could have had Demers, who was probably a very similar player, through free agency without even fucking trading away Taylor Hall. But Demers would be more expensive. Don't get me wrong. Uh, And I don't... It doesn't make the table as expensive as losing your fucking number one player. I mean, they're clearly assuming that he's not going to be their number one player if they had kept him. They're clearly assuming that Connor McDavid and Jesse, what the hell ever you say his last name, Poliarvi, something, something like that. Jesse P. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) is gonna be are gonna be their their number one and number two scorers. They're stupid. I'm yes. But whatever. I mean, anyway, the point is, I don't think Jason Demers is going to sign there anymore because he was likely going to be their number one RHD, and he's probably no longer going to be their number one right-handed defenseman. No, because... Because they did this stupid-ass trade. So what we're looking for is for another place that needs a number one right-handed defenseman, So, but also has cap space. So I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, good luck, Demers. Good luck, Demers. I think, you know... who. It was actually, it was floated out there, and it was not, like, even a rumor or anything like that, but the idea was put out there of maybe him going to a place like Pittsburgh, because they're going to be losing Ben Lovejoy, who did eat a lot of minutes, and it, they're probably also going to be losing somebody else. Oh, they were also going to lose Schultz, who didn't eat a lot of minutes, but at least, you know... Where's Schultz going? He didn't get a qualifying offer, so he's a UFA. Oh. Um... So they're losing probably two of their defensemen and adding Demers in as a second pair guy would shift up, you know, the mix a little bit to shelter some of the younger players. And that would work, Hmm. but it's about cap space then. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I think that, and that would make me happy. See him on a team I don't dislike so and so Renee wanted us wanted us so we talked about Demers um where do we think Russell Eve Sevier and Fiddler will land I you know Eve Sevier and Fiddler are so kind of ubiquitous in the market I don't it doesn't I don't I have no way of knowing I think I think Eves and Sieves will be a little bit easier to like for them to find places mm-hmm. because they're both fast they've got good hands. Eves has all that power play time. His problem is that he can't stay healthy. Yeah, he keeps getting hit in the head. Keeps getting hit in the head, and that's really bad for you. <laughs> it is. Um, but there's a lot of teams that need to bolster their depth scoring, and, and they'd fit on any of them. Yeah. Um, so for Eves especially, it might be all about like where his family wants to go. Yeah. Because, you know, he's got a wife and kids and stuff. Frankly, he could go back to Detroit. They need help. Yeah. That would be great. And they've got plenty of cap space for guys like that. Eves, go back to Detroit. You looked really good in red. You do look good in red. It sets off your eyes. It really does. <laughs> I remember looking at pictures of him for the hot dad post I did, and I was just like, damn, son. Like, this is this is working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sieves. I think Sieves goes to the Sharks. Are you just pulling a name out of a hat? Yes. All right, cool. Fiddler. The Oilers. <laughs> just kidding. Minnesota? Are you just pulling a name out of a hat again? A little bit, but they need a better bottom six. All right. I mean, I'm just like, literally, I'm just like, okay, who has a bad bottom six? <laughs> who can we score on when they have their Minnesota on their yeah. ice? Yeah. So maybe there. There we go. There we go. Uh, and then the other free agency signing is Stamkos at 8.5. And how does that affect Jamie Benn? 
Well, it's good news for Jim Nill. It is very good news for Jim Nill because the last big signing was Kopitar. Yeah. Kopitar signed for $80 million total. Stamkos signed for $68 million total. Thank you, Stamkos. And he did it He did it entirely because he can see Tampa Bay winning a cup soon. Yeah. Which, frankly, you could see Tampa Bay winning a cup soon. And you can, and he likes Tampa Bay. Like, they drafted him. He's been there forever and ever. Yeah. And so I I like it. I honestly, for me, it was like, okay, well, he's either clear. I, I didn't think Toronto had a chance. Um, <laughs> I got so much I've, shit for that, too. I am so tired of Toronto. I really just am. I don't. I don't want to talk about Toronto. We're not talking about Toronto. This uh, is not a Toronto podcast. <laughs> this is not a Maple Leafs podcast. Uh, how does that set the market for Ben? So originally I was thinking Ben would probably get closer to 9.5, which is Malkin money. <clears throat> but I think, honestly, he'll probably be at 8.5 with Stamkos. Because the difference between Kopitar and Stamkos is that Kopitar has two cups. And Stamkos has zero. My God. That was annoying the shit out of me. (laughs) She just corrected a grammar mistakes on our, like, notes for the podcast. (laughs) It was glaring at me. I wrote it. it, They are notes for the podcast. I know, but it was really, really, really really egregious. I would have still read it correctly. Like, it sounds the same. It's the same same word, I know, but God, that was really, really painful to look at. Sorry. What do you think about, about the Ben's a Ben contract? I mean, I don't, I don't, I ha- about what he gets, what the term is, like what? What do you mean? What I mean, give me your thoughts on a Ben contract, other than yay. I mean, I want him to sign one. <laughs> I think it's. I, I, I would be surprised if we started the next season without him already signing an too. extension. Um, they can they can formally start talking tomorrow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's done by the second. Like, I wouldn't don't be surprised if they like open free agency with like. <laughs> like the by the way, we have this already. <laughs> like we just needed the signatures. Like yeah, it's done. Um, I feel like I my gut tells me he's gonna end up getting more than Stamkos, but not as much as Kopitar. So here's my thing <laughs> too about fucking Toronto. So the minute Stamkos signs, I see like five different, well, it's Tavares watch tweets. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, you know who else is fucking Canadian and also amazing? Jamie Ben. Where's my fucking Jamie Ben watch tweet? But he's not actually up like this year. Neither is Tavares. Tavares isn't up till, I think it's 2018. What the fuck, dude? I don't know. That's so weird. They, they just they, they just want native sons to come home because they think Toronto's the best place on earth. Well, they're fucked. I mean, it might be better than Long Island, so they might have a point there. But I don't know. Really He's not actually in Long Island anymore. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they used to be. True. That's where he was dra- Like he Like, they were in Long Island when he started. Could you imagine having to drive Toronto traffic every day, though? God, it would make me want to die. Could you imagine having to talk to that sanctimonious media... <laughs> After every single fucking game or practice. No. The people that ran fucking Phil Kessel out of town for not looking the way they thought a hockey player should look. No. Oh, I cannot. The best player on their goddamn team. I cannot. Could you imagine having to be in the same room as Steve Simmons and not getting to punch him in the face? Did you see, even though we're not a Toronto podcast, Phil Kessel's Cup Day is going to be in Toronto? Oh my god! No, I didn't! That is the most amazing thing I've ever heard! Please, dear sweet Jesus, go to the hot dog stand. Phil Kessel is all of us. <laughs> I love Phil Kessel so much. Phil so I told you, like, my best friend loves Phil Kessel. Like, yes. she was, she is first and foremost, or was first and foremost, a Hawks fan, but she has always had a, like a tender little spot in her heart for Phil Kessel. And I bought her for Christmas a Phil Kessel jersey, a Penguins Phil Kessel jersey. And we were talking the other day about Phil Kessel, and every time she said his name, his name would autocorrect all caps. <laughs> so, but like not just the Kessel part. So it was like Phil normal, and then Kessel! <laughs> and so like that's how I started hearing Phil Kessel in my head. It's just Phil Kessel! <laughs> I love Phil Kessel. I love 
going to be a long podcast, uh, because we haven't done one in a month and a half or so. Uh, we have one last topic before we get to our final reader questions. Yes. Draft- this is exa- you didn't add anything to this. This is exactly... No, well, like, I mean, there, what else was I to add? <laughs> I know, it's just... I mean, she did a really good job with the outline this week. There's, like, bullet points, and then, like, sub-bullets, and, like, all the grammar is now correct. <laughs> all of the grammar is now correct. That's true. It's beautiful. It's Thank you. It's a lovely you. little outline. Thank you very much. Uh... Drafting future stars. Drafting future stars. How did we think Jim Neal did? I question some of his choices. I think I love Jim Neal. He's still Jim the One Neal. Hashtag. Um, but as adorable as Ryan Riley Tufty is, and he's mm-hmm. super adorable. Little, little cheeks. I just want to pinch He's him. a blushy guy. He's a super blushy guy, and it's so cute. Um, I worry a little bit about the fact that he is six six and not fully cooked yet, and the fact that like we spent our first round draft on somebody who won't be ready for two, three, four seasons. Yeah, I I'm a little more okay with that in on, in large part because we were in the late twenties. It's true, but he wasn't ranked as high as we took him. And some people had him ranked higher, actually. That's true. That's like, true. It, it, but it, more people had him ranked lower than had him ranked higher. Yeah. And the, the, I'm not a big... I don't really like the pick. I, I will say that. It's... And I, I just... I worry that because we only know that he's big and fast, and that's all we know about him, like, that he won't, that won't mature the other parts of his game enough to really be of use to us in the future. That's what I'm worried about is his development. And I'm not saying that there he's going to fuck that up somehow, but maybe it's just not there to develop. Yes. And that's my main concern about Riley Tufty is that so as much as the strides they have made are great, the USHL is not I think as good at predicting talent based on points and goals, which is what Riley Tufty has a lot of. Riley Tufty scored Shit tons of goals. Mm-hmm. Shit tons of goals in the USHL. So he does have hands, but he also played in the USHL, where it's fairly easy to score goals, easier than pretty much any of the other junior leagues. And he wasn't really a very, like, with the other ones that were very highly ranked were Kiefer Bellows and uh, Clayton Keller. And obviously those guys went in the teens. So they were, they were, taken right about actually where most people expected them. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, sorry, Clayton Keller went at seventh to the Coyotes. But point is, they went about where they were expected to go. Sure. Um, Tufty, eh, I worry that people are a little too fixated on his side size. Well, it just and, feels like Alexiak 2.0 to me. Yeah, uh, except he's a better skater than uh, Alexiak. Obvious. And then that's, that's one thing. honestly not, you are probably a better skater than Alexiak. And I broke my arm doing it. And she broke her arm. She also wasn't wearing padding. I wasn't. And I also got taken out by a nine-year-old. It wasn't like I did something stupid. Fuck that nine-year-old. Fuck that nine-year-old. Um, did the nine-year-old apologize? He did apologize, but I was too much in pain to really care. I was just like, I'm going to get off the ice now so I can go to a hospital. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... My thing about Riley Tufty that doesn't make that there me... are rabbits on your shirt. Yep, and a fox. Um, I do like he's going into NCA. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the biggest like. How does he do as a freshman? How does he do as a sophomore? Where is he heading? I think he's going to North Dakota. Is he going to UND? Let me look. It's either UND or University of Minnesota Duluth. One of the two. We had we had players go both places, and I can't remember which one he I is. I don't think it's Duluth. I'm pretty confident that it's North Dakota. Um, but they both. We have somebody going to Colgate too. That's, oh, it is Duluth. Okay, so, you're right. Okay. So both of those programs, though, because we have a couple guys going. We have more guys going to NCAA programs than we really ever had before. I know it's draft. a lot of them. And I was like, I was looking at their names today, and yeah, I was just which makes me happy because yeah. I think the NCAA actually does a really, really good job of developing. Oh, you know, who I'm thinking of Rhett Gardner. Yes, he went to North Dakota. That He's was the other going one. to North Dakota. He's going. He to, is 20 years old. Well, overagers actually oftentimes turn out 
better because you have a better idea of what their skill set is. Sure. That's fine. We just, that was a high pick for us. Um, and then we have another guy going to UND, too. Nick something. Cam, Cam. Colton Point's the one that's going to Colgate. Yeah, and he's the goalie. So right. That's cool. Goalies should go to. Yes, school. absolutely. That, that goalies should. Goalie, goalies need to cook longer. Goalies need to cook longer. And that's cool. And I was actually very happy we took Colton Point. Um, he's one of the better, was he's, one of the better. He's going to have a fucking awesome jersey, too. His, it's going to be point on the back. It's going to be point. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so he's supposed to be a really good goalie prospect. I mean, I'm I'm okay with the draft. I think... I'm I'm not down on it. I'm a, li- I'm a little... Uh, about the Riley Tufty signing. Yeah. I'm a little... Not signing draft. I'm a little... About some of the other ones, but like... It I don't think he fine. won it. I don't think he failed it. I think it was just kind of, eh, that was a draft. What would you ESPN gave him a C. I think that's a good grade. Like, I'm like, a B minus or a C. I'd pass he got, it. B, Bleacher Report gave him a B minus for the second day and a B plus for the first day. ESPN gave him a C overall. Yeah. Nobody I, gave him above a B. I think a B, B, high C is fine. Like, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Because the thing about it is, we did take all, almost all of our prospects need at least two or three more years before they'll really even be yeah. anything. Yeah, and honestly, like, I feel like it's hard to grade draft day anyway until mm-hmm. you know how these kids are going to turn out. Yeah, if you don't have a top ten pick, then you really don't know what you did. Nope, you don't. So, I'm okay with that. Um... I think that's all we had as far as actual topics. Yeah. At 51 minutes, let's start the questions. <laughs> I mean, there's only three of them. Because we, we covered most of them otherwise. Yeah, we covered a lot of the questions in the text. Would you like to read the first one? Sure. My friend Serenade Strong asks, who would you trade for PK? I'm assuming she means from the stars. And that's a really good question. Oh, God. It's a hard question. Would you trade Klingberg for the PK? No. Because I think Klingberg is as good as PK is current. Right. And he's younger. Yeah. So my trade would have to be in addition, like, to try and get PK on our team. Mm-hmm. And, but you would have to go with somebody good. You'd have to, tr- like, trade, like, Nachushkin and. Right. Like, Nachushkin and Janmark to get a suit. I'd actually probably be okay with that trade. I'd be okay with that trade. But you might to have get PK Subban? It'd probably be like Nachushkin and Janmark and a second or and a first. Lottery protected first. Sure. And so something like that. Like it would be a lot. You would have to trade a lot. But I'd be okay with that because then we'd have PK Subban. <laughs> yeah. I mean uh, there are some some people that I'd be like, this person is protected, but anything else you want on the table, let's talk about it. Yeah. Like, Klingberg would be protected because I think overall our defense would be enough the same if we lost him, that having PK wouldn't be as big of a boon. But did you notice that Klingberg came in sixth in Norris voting? I did. Sixth? I did. I'm so proud of our little K-Bay. I am too. I am too. I'm like, let's start the campaign now. He deserves it in 2017. (laughs) He totally fucking does. (laughs) He deserved it more than fucking Drew Doughty did, anyway. For reals. Uh, question two. Uh, Jen, how are you going to have time for questions with all the yelling about PK Subban <laughs> and the Montreal race? This tire fire. Well, we really didn't, yeah, considering it's so. 53 minutes right now. Can anything still interesting still happen on Friday? How mad are you that the Stars have to play Subban so many times this season? All right, season? let's answer those in reverse order. I'm really actually very <laughs> mad. Yeah. Like, Jonathan Taves tweeted out, like, a glad you're not in our division anymore thing to, to Shea Weber. And I was like, that's cool. You guys are, like, Olympic teammates. Yeah, like, fine, Canada whatever. Buddies. Canada buddies. But, like, you've got P.K. Subban in your division now. Good luck playing him five times a fucking year. Well, did you see that, that Subban, like, replied? No! I, I don't remember if he replied directly to him or he quote-tweeted it or something like that, but then Taves traded out later. He was like, oh, now I've got P.K. Subban all fired up. That's gonna be fun. Or something like oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> what a dork. Yeah. It was actually a pretty funny little Twitter exchange. But no, this is that does make... 
The Nashville defense is literally the best defense in the league right now. Bar it's a lose lose. PKC Van will be fired up. <laughs> Hashtag careful what you wish for. Yeah, it's uh so how fucking scary is the Central Division this year? Like murder, death, kill. Literally, there is no team in the Central Division that has gotten worse, except maybe the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. And I don't even really know quite how much worse they're going to be because you can't really tell because they're adding all these like little unknown college players at this point. And they're not even done with free agency. And I think Stan Bowman has more shit up his sleeve. Like, because you never, you know, count Stan Bowman out. So, but the Wild got a better coach. Fucking Nashville upgraded their defense. Like, yeah. Colorado might get worse. We don't know. They might trade something. (laughs) Please, please trade Matt Duchesne. Please trade Matt Duchesne. <laughs> please. And and Tyson Berry. Can anything interesting still happen on Yeah. Friday? Yeah, I think so. I think you're, I think, it sounds like Lucic will sign, like, almost immediately. Yeah, so whatever Lucic does is going to be interesting to me. Just because yeah, regardless. I'm, regardless of where he goes. So, so that's going to be the, something interesting that happens. I'm still interested to see where our, my former children go. Yeah, Gagne is up for a new contract. Maybe he'll sign somewhere we like. What if he comes to the stars? I said we needed a bottom six upgrade. Oh, <laughs> I know! Jamil, make it happen! Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Volume warning. Well, well, I've already screamed a couple of times this podcast. I know. Uh, anything still interesting? Anything can happen. Literally anything. Literally anything can happen right now. I think some interesting players are going to be the Bruins. And I think that because they bought out Dennis Seidenberg, who had a pretty big contract. Yeah, that's true. On their blue line. And they're searching pretty hard for for other people on their blue line. Um, Even though they had another Don Sweeney kind of draft. Might I interest you in Adam Larson? You send me Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> we'll trade you. I'll give you Adam Larson. We'll trade you Adam Larson for Patrice Bergeron. Um. So yes, I think. Uh, I think. I think tomorrow will be will be good fun. Yeah. For us. In the fun. Media. For us in the media, will be good fun. <sighs> and then Julia asks. If this off-season were an ice cream flavor, what flavor would it be, and why would you not order it at Friendly's? I didn't know what Friendly's was, so I had her... Really? Uh, I guess... I mean, I guess I... They they don't have those around here. No. They don't. They haven't had one anywhere I've lived. Yeah, no, they're an East Coast thing. I didn't even think about that. They no. didn't... They didn't... They're not as far south as Virginia, then, because I lived in Virginia. No, they, I mean, when I say East Coast, I usually mean, like, the Northeast. Boston. The Northeast, yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've never seen one. Uh, so do you have an ice cream flavor, though? Do you have a have an ice cream flavor that you're thinking of? If this off-season were an ice cream flavor, well, what is a flavor that has literally fucking everything in it? Because that's where we are right now. It has to have nuts, sprinkles, every single, like, flavoring. Rocky Road is pretty good. No, cool. no, no. But, like, a Neapolitan Rocky Road is what this is. <laughs> Like, it's, it's whatever the craziest thing that you can think of from Ben and Jerry's, that's what it is. Okay, so... But, like, not actually all that satisfying or good. I have one. I have an answer for this, because I, I literally was... Like, I saw this question, and I was like, I actually know the answer to this. All right, what's your so answer? So, I was at a fancy restaurant in Austin downtown. It's called Parkside, and they had a dessert, and it was, like, a deconstructed ice cream sundae, and they had three different kinds of gelato. And... How do you make a deconstructed ice cream? I was fucking... They were fucking... Like, they were, like, little canals of little ice cream over there, and then there was, like, sprinkles, and then there was, like, a swipey. <laughs> Point is... People and their fucking deconstructed food. Right? <laughs> Just mix it together like it should be! I don't disagree, actually. Like, that's how a fucking sundae is supposed to be. But it was, like... So the way they did it is... So they were, like, okay, and it comes with three kinds of gelato, and... One was a sweet cream gelato. One was a, um, like a sweet tomato gelato. And one was a fancy restaurant. And one was a basil gelato. And the problem was when you ate them all together, it tasted like a sweet pizza. (laughs) And it was just like, 
that is oddly unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So this off-season <laughs> is sweet pizza gelato. <laughs> sweet with pizza With sprinkles. <laughs> That's what this is. And just a brush stroke of chocolate sauce. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you do that to gelato? God. And so that's why I don't order Sundays at Parkside anytime I go. No. But get the bone marrow. It's really good. And that's all we have for you today. So grossed out now. (laughs) Can think it's dinner time. Uh, I'm Carol and you can find me on Twitter at Glasslicity. I'm Mary and you can find me on Twitter if you're so inclined at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. You're not going to also talk about our... And you can email us if you have any <laughs> questions, comments, or concerns at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. It's been a while for you, hasn't it? Dude, it's been like a month and a half. <laughs> you can also find our Tumblr at DeepHeartHockey.tumblr.com. Excuse me. And, <laughs> and our uh, official blog at DeepHeartHockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye. I hope your favorite player doesn't get traded. I hope he does. Hashtag Team Chaos!